Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Two Friends Watch, uh, where two friends watch something and talk about it. I'm Josh. I'm Summer. And we're the two friends. Summer, normally I would be like, this is episode 19, 20, whatever. But I want to get rid of that for two reasons. A, I'm a bad counter and I'm losing <laughs> count. Mm-hmm. So every time I've had to like look at how many episodes we've got, I'm like, all right, this is 20, this is 21. And then plus we might do other stuff like i did that tv episode one so you know it's all very confusing numbers wise and then b we talked about this last week right how last week we did tw- that was our 20th episode which is crazy so that would be like our proverbial season one and this is our season two yes we definitely talked about that at the end of the last one yeah so we also said that we were going to have new logo art. For I was actually going to have something mocked up, but then I I kind of did, you know, just my normal editing stuff that I would do for, like, Instagram or something. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of bland. Like, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, this is out of necessity to give it more color and more pop. So I figured we would commission something, maybe look around a bit, see if we can get some better. Oh, so that is yeah. delayed for right now. Yeah, we still haven't talked, we still haven't, like, called and talked about what we were, like, thinking of at all. <laughs> yeah, so, that's kind of, kind of what, what's up? Um, what else were we were supposed to, we were supposed to do something else, right? Oh, we're dropping these on Mondays now, that's the other thing. Yeah, we drop on week. Mondays because I'm, I think it might be better uh listens wise but that's a little experiment i think that we're doing it's also because like i like i don't want to i don't want to wake up at a certain time because i like to drop them in the mornings you know mm-hmm. on sundays i'd like to sleep in theoretically so i have to wake up on monday early anyways so you might i might as well drop an episode you know ah uh, that's why you changed everything base it's mostly yeah so we moved away from Sunday. We're on Monday. I don't think a lot of people are going to be too care like the listeners that are recurring care too much. But yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the few people that are continuously listening care if it's on Monday or if they're actually listening it, listening to it on drop day anyway. Anyways, uh, how are you doing? You doing alright? I am. I'm feeling relieved. I just got done with doing all my college stuff. That went well. You said you got feedback today. How'd that go? Uh, I did college callbacks Friday and Saturday, and I got the results today. And accumulatively, I've got over $300,000 in scholarship money. Whoa. Hmm. So that was exciting. That was my day today. So that's like, (laughs) <laughs> a full turn year thing experience um, i imagine uh, oh it's um yeah for sure it was from like it's not all from one school though it's just um that's oh. how much i got accumulatively oh, so from 10 schools mm. so it would only be like a tenth of that would be your actual uh, thing some schools gave me like two thousand, and other schools gave me seventy-two thousand. So it really like 
that varied a lot. Still, though, you basically just raised $300,000, theoretically, if you accepted all of them. If I go to every school, then yes. <laughs> yeah. So, that's cool. Um, How- I've not been really focusing on the college things. You know, I got that early thing going on. People tell me I should. They're like, Josh, you got to get ahead of this stuff. Um, I'm too busy watching uh, just random movies and I mean, sitting in my house. It really is all-consuming if you do it during senior year. And uh, I didn't even realize this. Is You're supposed to take your SAT junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I took it senior year for reasons I consider to be fairly obvious. And now, like, because everything, nobody got the chance to do anything last year, everybody's cramming, mm-hmm. unless they're super decisive. Yeah, the, the whole process in, it, in and of itself is super interesting. Do they still, do you still have to write the essays and all that? It depends on the school. A mm-hmm. lot of them are like, they send you specific links. I've gotten from a few colleges that are like, oh, use this link to apply. You, you won't have to write the essay. Because I wrote short essays for the, the this audition. And then I did a, prof- a portfolio of all of my other stuff and a presentation of all my theater-related stuff. So an essay <laughs> would kind of just be a little over the top at that point. <laughs> all right. This is going to be tangentially related, but... um. I'm not going to get into specifics, obviously, because of, you know, privacy. But are we doing a production at the high school at all this year? We're going to try. It really depends on if there's an extension now. Because there is. Tech theater is a class for second and third trimester. Oh, so people are in it right now. You're in it right oh, now. Oh, I'm not in it. It got it got too full and I didn't... Um, Talk, I, I guess I didn't talk to my counselor soon enough because I got distracted with the college thing. Oh, dang. That's, that's got to be like the first one you ever missed. Huh? Yeah, I've been in it every year for three years. Mm. So it kind of sucks, but it's whatever. And it's not like this year was peachy anyway. Right, right. 2020 just got to kick you while you're down, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, but that's cool. I don't think we'll do Shrek, but one's hoping. I mean, we always hope that Cap will have a change of heart. Oops. <laughs> uh, so, moving on. <laughs> we, we, uh, we talked about this last week. It's actually really helpful to talk about it on the show. Because then I remember. Instead of, like... Because usually what happens is I would upload it on Sunday. And then, like, Tuesday or something, I'd be like, so you want to watch? And we'd be like, I don't know. And then we'd pick something random. And then we'd probably watch it Thursday or Friday record at the end of the week maybe depending on schedules and then kind of haphazardly put it up but now now i feel like we're we're more planned out that's exactly what i was hoping would happen yeah so it's good it's christmas time so we watch a christmas movie watch home alone uh eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas Vacation. This came out in 1990. So a really early 90s. Directed by Chris Columbus. Who did. I don't Have you. Are you a Harry Potter fan? I feel like you are. I've, I'm not finished with the franchise. But yes. 
Oh, were you one of those people that was like, I'm gonna read the book and then watch the movie and then for each of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not a smart. Pl I would just read the books, finish those, and then do the movie. That's what I did when I was a kid. That's what I wanted to do. I just got really impatient because I had all of the movies in my home. Right. So he did the first two. Did you watch the first two? Right? I think I've seen, I've definitely seen the first one. I'm iffy on the second one. I can't really remember. Yeah. The second one was Chamber of Secrets. It was like the dungeon and snakes and stuff. Mm. Mm, all that. That was the, definitely the first one. No, the first one is like a free headed dog and. Oh, wait. Never mind. Stuff. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Sorcerer's Stone. Second yep. one is Chamber of Secrets. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we need to do a Harry Potter movie sometime. I want Maybe. whatever one. Okay, so I don't know which one this is, but there's one where Neville gets stuck mm -hmm. on the top of a pole by his shirt. But this—that's the first one. Okay, the C and the CGI is absolutely garbage. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, that's directed by our boy Chris. He also did Mrs. Doubtfire, that Robin Williams movie, where Robin Williams cross-dresses. Okay. Um, the Percy Jackson movie, which a lot of people hate, that read the books. I was fine on it. I never read the books, so. And then other stuff like Pixels, the Adam Sandler video game movie. Uh, he most recently did Christmas Chronicles 2. It came out like on Netflix about a week ago. But Pretty oh. extensive list of notable stuff. Yeah, that's like mostly good. I, I don't know what Christmas Chronicles is, but... Oh, that one was not good, but uh, that's beside them. You thought Pixels was good? <laughs> I've never seen it, but I thought you, some boy I know said that it was really good. I thought it was you, but apparently not. I, I may have some form of nostalgia for it, just being in that weird. The whole 2010s were weird because I can't remember what I watched as a kid and what I watched knowing, like, having a more brain processing power so 2016 sounds like i probably shouldn't have liked it as much as i did when i watched it <laughs> but you know still it was still four years ago mm -hmm. anyways uh runtime of an hour 43 minutes pretty uh pretty easy for me i, I think it was good if it did what it needed to do i feel i feel like if they wanted to make it shorter they definitely could have and um i completely forgot to write down box office and budget if you wanted to look that up but bo uh box office does come back like later on in trivia okay i so anyway are you gonna do it right now okay. i'm gonna see if i can because my computer is weird with my hotspot and everything should be a decent decent amount of money. It has to be. What's the trivia for this? If any. Uh, the trivia? Let me, I'll, I'll do it later. Oh, later. Okay. Yeah. Right. Is it a special? Yeah, be spicy like that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a whole um, process because I don't have Wi-Fi. Oh. We'll just... We'll just uh, disregard it for now for now yep for now uh so starring macaulay culkin as kevin i feel like this is his one hit wonder type thing you know he was in this he was great and then he just kind of disappears and people are like hey what happened to you home alone guy and he just i don't know 
yes, for sure. It's definitely uh, one of those things that reminds me of like Draco Malfoy, but less. Tom Felton? I think he still does stuff. He just isn't as big as he was. The last time I checked, he didn't, but that could have changed. Yeah. Uh, there's not too many other notable like names here. Uh, the villains, the like two robber guys, are Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Joe Pesci is one of the uh, you know classic. If I have a Robert De Niro gangster movie, Joe Pesci's in there. You know, I thought he was in something else that we did a few weeks ago. Um, I we definitely talked about him. Oh no, he he was. What well, what did we watch? Because we had this whole conversation now about how like you have these stereotypical gangster people. Joe Pesci, De Niro, Al, uh, Al Pacino. <gasps> oh, sorry, that had nothing to do with Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that I think the person who played the mom plays Moira in Schitt's Creek. Oh, Catherine O'Hara? Yes. I've, I've seen two episodes of that. It's really nothing special in my opinion, but I continuously watch it because I am so curious as to whether the gay man will marry the straight woman. He's the best part of the show now, though. The son. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, everything, everybody else is annoying or kind of bland, honestly. No, I loved the first episode, and then the second episode was kind of iffy on. But I need to get back to it, because comedies are like that, sitcoms and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have hit or miss episodes. Yeah. And so it's just I haven't it's I haven't gotten to a new comedy in a while. I did a community back in April. I've done the office in parks. Uh I was doing Superstore on NBC. That was like one of the last network comedies I was watching, but that just got canned the other day. Mm-hmm. So I do need to pick something else up for my lighthearted comedy. I feel like Parks and Rec isn't aging as well as I thought it would. No, I I think we all loved it when we first watched it, but I don't think it has the rewatchability that something like The Office or Community has. Uh, I've tried re- rewatching it. It really doesn't work. It just feels like weird and sad that I haven't watched The Office yet because I can't do it by myself. I don't have the willpower. <laughs> mm. It's good, though. I, it's way overhyped, mostly because of how popular it is on Netflix, but it's good. Like, I'm not going to downplay it. Just because it's popular. I don't know if I ever could watch it because, like, literally every English class that I've had since sophomore year is like, oh, it's lunchtime. Guess what we're watching? Now it has a school vibe for me. No, you can. You can watch it completely out of order. You can watch it in order. It works, man. You just got to get into it. I watched the first couple episodes of season one. I quit on it. And then I went back to it and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those shows you just got to get into. I will eventually, just <laughs> for sure. Uh, anyway, the last thing I got for us today is some trivia, as we do. Uh, okay, there's some interesting ones here. There was a lot there that were really heavy and behind-the-scenes stuff, but I wanted to just get some quick stuff. Uh, Joe Pesci did a lot of method acting. Like, there, Remember that scene at the end where he tries to bite Macaulay Culkin's finger? Kevin's finger? Um, yes. They have him, like, pinned up against... Yeah, so in rehearsal, he actually bit Kevin's finger. <laughs> he also tried to avoid him on set, so Colkin would think he would be he was mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. 
we he went very into it basically for a kids movie that that has radiates a very specific vibe can you imagine though being like what's his face who plays kevin's mom and you're just sitting backstage and you see joe pitt and pesci bite your child i think it was an accident though it was just rehearsal but still he he was very into it basically him and the other guy that plays the uh um the other robber the wet banded people they both fought like they didn't know how it was going to turn out quality wise because you when you're in a family film like that you kind of don't know you just gotta wait it out so they went as wacky as possible just because they didn't care too much about how it turned out so i guess that's why he was really into it yeah, family movies are su- probably the most hit or miss genre that you can have. Oh, completely. He's the best part, though, right? No, Macaulay Culkin's really good as Kevin, but like in terms of the other cast, Joe Pesci, as he's the guy, if you don't, yeah, the one that gets his uh, head lit on fire but doesn't die. Yeah, the, the special effects makeup for that wasn't bad. It just was like, that looks like chicken. That looks like cooked chicken. And it was in the shape, like, his burn spot on the top of his head was literally in the shape of, like, the Nickelodeon logo. Ah. <laughs> uh, this feels like a Nickelodeon movie, though. Like, something they dropped there. But, like, really high quality. Like, the Oscar Beatty Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. For sure. That's the vibes. Uh, what else we got? Many shots of Kevin in the beginning are like filmed above his head, so he kind of does an inferiority, small, complex thing. And then at the end, he's filmed a lot below to kind of boost his strength. And I thought that was interesting, just how they filmed that. Oh, I didn't notice that. Usually, I notice that kind of stuff. I noticed it in the beginning, like I, when I read, it, I think back on it. I don't remember low shots at the end, but I guess that's cool. It definitely, it's more noticeable in the beginning. Uh, this is another Bond scenes thing. Many scenes are improvised, including all of John Candy scenes. John Candy is the the polka polka guy in the airport. Yeah, very famous comedian. Died on, I think he died really young too. But uh, all his all of his stuff was like shot in a day and improvised. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's line where he's like on the stairs and he says, "You guys give up? Or are you thirsty for more?" Like that, really good line. That's improvised. Just a lot of stuff like that. No, that makes it a lot better. And like on rewatch, knowing that. Yeah, I I like improv, but improv is again hit or miss. But when it's in movies, you don't see the misses because they'll they won't include the misses if you do improv. So you really only get the hits. That's what makes improv in movies so so like interesting. Yeah, I was really into looking and looking up like the improv scenes that they did, like in Marvel movies. I couldn't tell you any of them now, but I was obsessed because mm. it's just like everybody in the world was like worshiping these movies, and then they're like, "Oh, that just like that was word vomit." <laughs> yeah, it it would it would be really interesting to watch a lot of these comedy movies and see all the bad outtakes of jokes that just don't work. And just kind of get that all compiled. Oh, yeah. That should be it's the just... blooper They should get rid of the blooper reel. Because uh, I don't know if this is a hot take, but blooper reels suck. 
they're just fabricated studio um like laughs you know yeah get rid of those and do the outtakes that are bad i want unfunny just genuine outtakes that they tried and it was like disgusting like today we were doing i was um uh, listening to the original actor for mean girls on broadway damien Mm-hmm. And they were ta- and he was talking about like the thirty pages of like um, joke changes that they had, and I was sitting there like I would love to see all of Tina Fey's rejects. Yeah, like doesn't <laughs> that sound much more stage. interesting than like some of the stuff they do put on those Blu-rays and stuff? I just I don't know why we're not getting that. And the fact that you found a bunch of Marvel ones on I assume YouTube is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Culkin's stunt double uh, was a very short 30-year-old man. I don't know. <laughs> I just found that charming. <laughs> I love that. Uh, can you imagine them, like, interacting? Uh, that's that's kind of weird. I kind of want to make, like, a comic about it where they're just looking at each other yep. and, gr- and just greeting. <sighs> 30-year-old man. They couldn't have got, like, I guess, like, a kid would be kind of unsafe. You know? Yeah, that definitely violates some laws. Yeah, kind of weird. I feel like he could have done his own stunts, though. There wasn't really anything too bad. I guess the zipline stuff. Zipline, and wasn't he near, like, fire? A concerning amount? Maybe? The whole last act is kind of all over the place, but in a good way. I'll get into that in a bit. Uh, last thing I got here, this was related to the box office thing, so that's why I'm mad I didn't write it down. Um, this movie held the Guinness records in the Guinness record book, those like books we used to buy when we were kids, uh, mm-hmm. for highest grossing live action comedy domestically for 25 years. 25 I, that, years? I don't know if that's just domestic totals are complete worldwide totals and they just put domestically but yes since up until 2017 it was the highest grossing comedy live action which is pretty impressive especially for a christmas movie but it it really does hold up so well though it does it just makes you wonder like when you watch this as like a cognizant young adult you're like can all kids do this? Was I just stupid? I know. This kid is this eight kid... years old and doing so much. He, I hope he became an engineer. Uh, I want to start off before we really dive into it. Is this your first time viewing? Because it is mine. And a lot of people might find that surprising. But I just happened to avoid it. It was on in like classrooms and stuff when I was a kid. But I would not watch it because, you know, my thing. I don't just watch random clips of a movie I've never seen in the classroom because that kind of ruins it. But is this your mm-hmm. first time? I've never seen it in whole, I don't think. I've never... The only Christmas movies that I've sat down and watched are the original Grinch and the Spongebob Christmas special. So Which is fire. It is! I have the whole soundtrack on my phone. I bought it. It's really good. But... <laughs> It's my first time that I sat through it, like, one and done, you know? Now it's one of your favorite Christmas movies, I imagine. I mean, it's pretty good. I I wouldn't, like, 
I wouldn't cry you my have eyes like, out. You have like two other options for favorite Christmas movie. This cracks the top three, man. Because there's only three options. It's in my top three. I have a top four because I like like what is it? Like a Christmas story is what it's called. Oh, that's I don't know about that one. I am forced to watch that every year, regardless. And it kind of dips in quality. I also hate how much food is in that. It's like it's really old food, and it just looks really gross. I don't know. There's something about food in a film that's really old that I understand. Like, just how old the food is now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems like a weird thing to get disgusted at, but it really depends on the certain thing. And it was just, like, all mushy stuff in that, that Christmas story movie. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. At first, I was like, when is that movie set? Or is he talking about, like, the weird jello thing in the 60s? Like... <laughs> I thought it was in the 40s, no? Oh, no, totally 40s. It was, like, 30s yeah, and 40s. Yeah, so it's, 40s. like, 40s mush, and they're eating at the table, and he, like, just slamming his face in it. Mm. It's really gross for me. Yeah, have you, like, read about the thing in, like, the 30s and 40s when they encased everything in jello because they didn't know what tasted no. good, and it was, like, post-war? No. So it was like a packaging thing? Like it was homemade. So they would be like send recipes to like stay at home moms and they'd be like one can of tuna, um, one cup of celery, throw that in a pan, a bunt pan, and pour gelatin over it and then serve it for dinner. Ew. It's like you have to look up the pictures and you'll never be the no. same again. You have to. Hmm. That no gross food is just the worst. Ah, I'm not that picky when it comes to to just food types in general, but you know when there's gross food, and you're around it, just ugh, nasty, bro. It's really hard to keep your composure and be polite when something's disgusting. <laughs> this is a good movie. I really like this one. I think Culkin is like the best in this. Oh, for sure. He, like, a lot of he times... He's my favorite child performance that I've ever seen in this one. A lot of times with child actors, they sound fine, but they they lack in physical acting, which is fine because, you know, they're babies. Mm. But that is totally not the case with this man. From his opening scene, just straight fire. It's great. Fantastic. He's He's more charismatic and charming than everyone else in this film. Including Joe Pesci, who I also think is great. <laughs> yeah, they're either on, they're honestly on equal playing field, but if not, then Kevin was top. I would give Kogan the slight edge in performances. Yeah, like the, he, you know how Globes do the the best comedy performance. Uh, yeah. I hope he won. I really do. Was because he is fantastic. Do you know if they were nominated for anything? No, I didn't look into it. I just thought of that right now. Okay. Off the cuff. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, what yeah. else is there to say about this movie besides, like, the child performance? Um, The bandits are a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. Marv and Harry. There, I think there's a decent chunk. I really like a lot of this cast. I like the whole thing at the beginning where there's just, like, tons of family members. And it's just all madness. 
and uh, you know the fact that they wouldn't even pay this this guy for pizza until like he was standing there for five minutes. I've the, what, the disrespect. I've been in that situation before with like the family members doing like everywhere and something simple needs to get done but nobody's doing it so i was sitting there Mm -hmm. and i was so stressed but i honestly all of his siblings and his cousins i despised them really i thought they were they were pretty fun they were just very very typical they were fun it's like i liked the one where they were like you're a disease kevin they're oh yeah, they're all complete dicks in the beginning, and I find that hilarious. Like even the mom is basically he. This kid is eight years old, and they act like he's the scum of the earth. I know it's like you. It really brings into perspective, like when you're sitting there watching as like an almost adult or an adult, like. You do treat kids that way, and you remember when you were treated like that and how much it sucked. It's a very recurring cycle that needs to be lessened. Not completely broken, but, you know, very tampered, because I really felt bad. Really felt bad. He wasn't even doing anything that bad, you know? They ate like the uncle. pizza. The uncle straight up, he's like, he's like, look what you did, you little jerk. And I'm like, dude, chill. He's eight years old. Why do you have a grudge with him? If there's anybody that I hate in this movie, then it's Uncle Frank. <laughs> uh, it, it, I don't know if it was just me, but it, it felt like he was supposed to be single in the beginning, how they were playing it. But then he, his wife shows up on the plane, and I was like, oh, he's not single. Like They were playing two... Is that just me? Uh, no, I, I get that. They were playing like two different angles with him, and one of them was like... Because when they first explain him as a character, he's not even on screen. It's when Kevin is like, he won't let me watch a movie! So you, and she's like, oh, well, well, if he's he's not letting you watch it, then it must be really, really bad. So it's setting it Mm -hmm. up to be, like, single, like, show your kids anything, I'll feed your kids sugar at midnight, and then you're going to have to deal with it. But then he switches into, like, grandfather, grouchy, P- PTSD from Vietnam <laughs> kind of thing. It Very steals the silverware. Fact. No, it, it was two different vibes. With yeah, he man. definitely came off as single in the beginning, and then all of a sudden his wife shows up. Because, like, was his wife there in the dinner scene? I did not see her. Or in the car. She was. I swear in the car, they, they, in the car count, I swear they said 11 kids, 3 adults, and 2 drivers. Those numbers, I swear, though they were off. But um, yeah, she was definitely there at dinner. I'm not sure about the car scene. Yeah, it was it was weird. Anyways, though, um, they're really mean to this kid, and I get that's the point. But like, it's so <laughs> dramatic. But it works because John Hughes is great. John Hughes wrote this movie. He did. Um, I don't know if you've seen a lot of these. These are really great. Uh, Breakfast Club. Um. He also did Ferris Bueller, uh, Planes, Trains, which I haven't watched, but I heard it's good. Uh, other stuff like that, you know, very classic comedy stuff. And his script here is just phenomenal. There's mm-hmm. definitely like some childish Nickelodeon, like I literally described it as a Nickelodeon movie, but like Oscar Beatty. 
there's definitely some childish stuff to it that doesn't work too well, but like it's just so nice and charming. It is. You know what I like a lot that I haven't like that I d- never really noticed before when I was watching it. Yeah. Was the house that it's set in. Like it's huge, but it feels so oh, homely. It's, it's like a gigantic but like still has grandma vibes. And Right. Like right. I want that. Oh, like I want a house that looks like that. You want a mansion but like inside it looks like grandma's house. Yes. Cuz it's yeah. such like in in terms of like real estate I'm pre- like it's a giant like oh my god nobody wants to buy this house because you have to rip everything out I imagine the whole set design there was really fun to do cuz I assume they just rented a big mansion and then for the indoor scenes they were just used a different house I can't imagine it was the same house but uh cuz I feel like that mansion was only for exterior shots right I mean it usually is if you're doing a whole like yeah, it usually is, unless you're talking about, like, full house. Right. Because I, I read that the the scene where the basement's flooding, they filmed that in a high school swimming pool. So, I imagine they use different sets for these different rooms. That's so weird to, like, know that now, and I'll remember it the next time I watch it. Right. It, yeah. Very it'll fascinating. make it simultaneously better and worse. But um, I love to hear about that stuff after I watch it because the first time I want to be completely fresh, immersed into it, verisimilitude, realism, and all. Afterwards, I can find out this this stuff and like get a whole new perspective on it because a lot of films don't have this great second viewing unless there's like these plot twists that work for the whole film. So your best bet for a good second viewing is get these all these behind the scenes stuff to recontextualize scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, um, it's a good movie. There's, there's not a ton to touch on, you know. It's yeah. Just very solid. There's there a lot was... of kids. That's a lot of kids. You know, that's a random thing. But each of these families, he just like five or six kids, and it felt very um, Alabama. I can't imagine Uncle Frank procreating. Uh, I don't want to imagine Uncle Frank procreating. No, no, not like that. I'm I, not like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I meant that's, like that's... him wanting children. And you know, they, they had to make the decision to want them because they have like 600. It was always donors and stuff. Just like these, all both of these women are pumping out six kids, you know? And they, 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 all they look both similar. look. They all look similar. Yeah, they all look similar. Um, I hated and loved at the same time Buzz because just I didn't. (laughs) I'm constantly conflicted about him because, like, I simultaneously hate his um, hate the way he's written, but also love it. The best scene, though, is when um, Kevin's going through his stuff and he pulls out, like, a picture of his girlfriend in his private drawer. But it's a dude. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So what what happened there is that they didn't want to make fun of a girl that bad. So they just got a dude and dressed him up. It was like like the art director's son. They just got him dressed up in, like, a cross-dress outfit and stuck that in there. 
Honestly, could you imagine if it was just Buzz and they used the same actor for that? I feel like he's get he's got those vibes, you know, secretly uh secretly hiding something. Now that would be amazing. But yeah. an anxiety that I currently like I consistently had throughout the entire movie was is the spider dying? Is it going to die? The spider. <laughs> yes. It's a real spider too. They use. Yeah, I know. Practical stuff. Um, isn't it cool that like these me- these grown men willingly want to be called wet bandits? I don't think um, Joe Pesci consented to that. Right, one of the men would willingly want to be called the wet bandit. Yes, <laughs> uh, it like was very much. I liked the um, added like flair of them having like an of mice and men, the two main characters kind of vibe, but without yeah. the um, mouse corpse and the death. They weren't as gay couples I thought they'd be. They're very not. They're very like straight couple. I have <laughs> learned not to, never to go into a movie under the assumption that that's what's going to be like because that's why. Jumanji, the reboot, really disappointed me. Oh, yeah? Who did you think was... Oh, Kevin Hart and The Rock? No. (laughs) I thought that um, Danny DeVito and his business partner were going to be like his two gay grandfathers. And I was like, oh, my God. That's everything (laughs) that I could have ever wanted. Because honestly, like... Any rational person who watched the trailer would be like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. Oh, you're talking about the Jumanji sequel. Oh, is it the sequel? Yeah. The one with um Danny Clover, the old um black grandpa. With Danny yes, Dude. it's the yeah, sequel. Yeah, that's the sequel. Yeah, it's I give the you the sequel. I get what you're saying. It would have been cool. Not even for representation, but wouldn't you love to see old Danny DeVito like in a gay relationship and they're both just like screaming at each other all the time? Yeah, bro, it's just a ship, you know? I did. That's my only current ship. We need to just normalize shipping everything. We did at a point. And then, like, I feel like that subsided with cancel culture. This is a weird tangent, but there's a black cat in my driveway. You might be on my porch now. Can you please take it into your home? Uh, no. No, we can't. We have enough. But, um, he's roaming around. (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's been here before too do you guys like feed him occasionally or does he just so. like like this is your the second yard time I've seen him and that's only these are the only two times I've seen him unless it's a different Maybe. black cat there used to be a black cat last summer that would like um crawl around my yard and I named him onion and I was going to domesticate him so maybe it's onion it's always the black cats though I feel I like they get rejected because everybody thinks they're bad luck. The stigma, the stigma, right? Yeah. Yeah, I Unless agree. Unless you live in Japan, but now that's like now that witchcraft is coming back as which a trend, is, I think it'll be okay. Which is weird because when you think of like ancient Egypt, you know, once the big civilization, when you think of how they worship cats, the first cat you think of is a big black cat or a small mm-hmm. black. Cat. So it's weird that they've become. They went from being the pristine, you know, high class feline to one of the lowest ones. 
It feels weird to me that cats would like live in that climate, but then again, I don't think that was the climate of like desert everywhere is actually what Egypt is and was. But can you imagine just like wild yeah. wild house cats just walking around? Just wa- waltzing in. I feel like that'd I'm be like, fun. That's what I want. I want yeah. wild cats. But not like feral city cats. I just want them to like live in the forest. What would you say is the, the highest cat now? Because I, I have an idea, but I want to hear you first. I honestly think that it's the hairless cat. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a much better option because I'm okay, I'm better. Sure. The best cat right now, highest in society, is the orange cat. You have Garfield. You have cats, which was mostly orange, light beige cats. Uh huh. I have an orange cat that plays into it. <laughs> you know. I think they're the highest up because people love Garfield. I mostly. don't think they do. Then you go with the white cat and the other gray cat and stuff. You do white and gray. Those are kind of meh. People get them. They like them. And then you have black cat at the bottom because of the stigma. I don't think everybody loves Garfield, though. I think everybody loves, ironically, that live action movie series that they did. But if I ever meet... Although you're telling me right now no, 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 no. Hold up. Let me, let me, let me just, hmm. You don't like, you don't love, you don't think everyone loves the Garfield comics. I don't think so. Because that's just false. I everyone don't think those. so. They're, they're iconic. Yeah, they're iconic, but they've, I think they're aging badly. They've warmed the generation of newspaper readers before newspapers became virtually, you know, I unnecessary. Mean, Garfield, Garfield is quickly becoming irrelevant. Garfield is timeless. You know what marks Man. the death of that franchise more than anything? Is Garfield a franchise? It is because they're. It's a prop. It's an IP. I think it's an IP. Intellectual property, not a franchise. Whatever. You know? I don't know the difference. But yeah. you know what marked the death of Garfield? When they tried to hmm. make a restaurant out of it? Yes. They did. <laughs> Tell me more. So there was one that started in Canada and there's one in Japan and their whole thing is everything is orange. And when I tell you everything, I literally mean everything. There is orange pizza sauce on orange um, pizza crust that is mm. shaped like a cat. Everything is awful. The coffee is orange. The sandwiches are orange. Oh, stop, stop. stop. It's like the, the decor orange. <laughs> Yeah, one like the the, the uh, yes, walls. Every, everything is orange, and they're like people love Garfield. Oh. Do you know what people love just as much as Garfield? Pizza. You know what we should orange. do? Mix them together, and then they made the most garbage, low quality, lower than oh. school lunch food, and shoved it into people's mouths, and we're like, here, we want to make money, and then everybody was like, I think oh. I'm poisoned. <laughs> And now it's just... Ugh. Where was it? There was Where one was in Canada and there was it's one a... in Japan. One in Canada. One in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so gross. Okay, the, I love... I, I've grown, you know, more I've, I've ate fried food as one does in America. 
I love having more color than just brown. So when I just eat just brown fried food, it's less enjoyable. I like stuff that greens and oranges, they give a pop. That's the most important thing. So the fact it's just all orange and then you're seeing all orange around <laughs> it just it gives me that weird feeling that I don't like. Like a weird movie set or something of a horror movie. I watched so many like videos on this because I was like, what the fresh hell could they have possibly think right, was right. going to come from this? Because as one naturally does, you know, when finding out about this <laughs> info. But like why would you do that? Because I think it was a third party that came to like whoever owns the intellectual property of Garfield and was like, we should do this. That I could be wrong, but I think that's what happened. Why? Any normal port- a person knows that Garfield is on the decline because newspapers don't matter anymore. <laughs> right. I... I... Especially after the Bill Murray films that just kind of existed. Mm-hmm. It was a weird time. We were getting live-action Garfield, live-action Cat in the Hat, live-action Grinch. It was a weird time to be, you know, adapting kids stuff. No, that was probably the worst business decision I've ever heard of besides Quibi. Okay, okay, hold up. Let me pitch you this as a sequel to the Garfield restaurant. <laughs> So remember how, um, what were those things? You know what the penguin, the 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 frozen meals, the kids cuisine <gasps> things. Yes. Yeah, remember those, disgusting. right? We used to eat them. I feel like I liked them when I was a kid because of how exclusive they were in my household. Mm-hmm. They were very very rare to find here, like a like a shiny Pokemon or something. <laughs> you know, uh, not too hard to find, but when you do find one, it's pretty cool. Anyways, kids cuisine. They did this. A bunch of tie-ins, right? You know, movies yeah. and stuff. They did a Shrek tie-in. You do this every time. And, hold up, hold up, hold up. Follow me here, follow me here, follow me here. They did a Shrek tie-in. And one of the things there, they do like usually shaped chicken nuggets. They probably did little, little ogre nuggets, you know. They did Shrek mac and cheese, which is green oh. mac and cheese. Green no. at a restaurant. The Shrek that doesn't Strum. work. The None Shrek I'm not even going to humor you on this. I am like, I'm going to throw up all over my keyboard. <laughs> but then when you throw up, they take your plate <laughs> and they give it to someone else. This is the most Chuck E. Cheese Shrek-strum. nasty thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they could put little snot on your food and it would fit with the yeah, theme. They, use, they would just they, call it dressing. They use earwax to reattach the individual piece of pizzas together and then put it back in the oven for 10 seconds and then serve it to a different family. This is the point where most people have tuned out when you get to the, the Shrek restaurant. Like, we, anytime I say something's gross, you go, but what if? And it always involves Shrek. I, not Does it always involve time, Shrek? But definitely very frequently. And I want you to know that right now... Here's the interesting thing, though. Yeah, no, right hold up. Now, you say I first. I want you Sorry. to know that as we're having this conversation, I'm looking at my vintage copy of a VHS of Shrek 2 on my vintage shelf. If I give a vintage <laughs> shelf, it's really cool. Um... 
the thing is though, the the frequency in which I mentioned Shrek is so weird because I I'm not I don't have that nostalgia factor with Shrek. I maybe have seen Shrek before once, never seen the sequels, don't have that much attachment to it. At some point, I will watch them. Maybe next year. With, I think with, we uh, should Benny. do it for oh, the right. podcast because that that's how we started. It was like yeah, you missed a classic because you're a little bit too young, and that was the B movie. Right. And then that's yes. that's also a DreamWorks film. Hmm. <laughs> it's the connecting the dots here. Always goes back to the B movie. When someone has the huge chart of our podcast, when they're trying to figure out what happened to me, I got murdered. You're a suspect, <laughs> obviously. They have this big board, right? Multiple connections, a bunch of why uh fucking what are those called? The the ribbons. Yarn. 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 That's what it is. That's the word. Um, they have the, all the yarn, and the, in the center, it all goes back to the bee movie. Why are the bees Jewish? What is, is the connection? This also, why is there Larry King bee, but also a Larry <laughs> King person? How does it all work? Bestiality, if... romance, bees, bees. Jerry Seinfeld. If I ever murder you, then I will do you the justice of. Like making this entire <laughs> complex thing where they have to go through the entire B movie plot in order to find out who the killer was. That is so. It's a, can you imagine? It's like twenty thirty five, right? I'm set, I'm setting it for us. We'll get back to Home Alone. People, Will we? You know, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Maybe calm down. Um, okay, it's twenty thirty five. Dateline. Running like season forty six or yeah, right? Season forty six. Probably a long on that time. by that point. They're finding out who murdered me, and their whole investigation is B movie themed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? And the best part is when they because we know you did it. You elaborated the whole scheme. You were the one that originated on the B movie episode. You didn't actually murder me you covered it up for someone else elaborately with jerry seinfeld and b-movie puns oh i created the story and who do you think is the most likely to murder you and i covered up for them is it brandon <laughs> is it Are i you haven't guys close, spoken though? to your brother since eighth grade when he was like see you at armada and i was like see you <laughs> oh so fairly close I would say someone from the podcast, right? Because if you're doing B-movie, it's got to be podcast-related. And that boils down to a few guests that have frequented, but that really boils down to one white-spread Sims character. (laughs) Start of any video game, Mr. Cade. (laughs) And not the the room Cade. Cade from... uh, in 365 days uh, he, he wasn't on cats to do cats and i think we talked about cats every episode that he was on yeah so i think that's my best guess uh, Kayla, I, I already like, found you out bro imagine he's planning his right now it's so interesting like kate is one of those people where like you graduate high school 
you've seen it all. You really like you're not surprised mm-hmm. by anything anymore. Yeah. And then you find out that Cade committed a murder and like you're not the same for the rest of the day. Like no one expected that. <laughs> Cause like Cade is the type of guy, you know how in the Dateline episode they're like, I never knew he was capable of such a thing. But we don't know what Cade is capable of. He's I a complete know. mystery. But also at the same time, basic. But also at the same time, super uh, complex, he you know? is a puzzle that I don't think we'll ever fully put together. It's like, yeah, it's like a hard puzzle, but the pieces are also huge. So it should be easy. <laughs> but it's the pieces are huge because the puzzle um, is massive. This all stemmed, if you believe it or not, from a Garfield <laughs> restaurant where it led to my murder. In 2035. Which makes perfect sense because anybody right? who discusses the that. Garfield restaurant should be put to death. Isn't that fascinating when you go on those weird tangents and then you like think about what did we start talking that, about in the first place? That and is how did the beauty all lead into it? of conversation. Because when you don't remember how it started, but you remember it being really really suspicious sounding that that's the best mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm i have to go trademark shrek's drunk you though, later. can't though like wh- what food would you have like you have to have something signature what's his signature dish onion broccoli <laughs> steamed i don't know why you, why you gotta press me like that you. dude I just invented yeah. this. I just invented this off the cuff on this episode with a arguably great name. You know what you Shrek-strong. should have at your Shrekstrant? It's it's catching on. People is it's catching a on. cake shaped like the wigs from the second movie. That's why I've never seen the second movie. So your reference was completely good flat to because me. you haven't seen them yet, and you don't deserve to know until you see them. That's like there's so many gems in Shrek uh, too. The sequels to Shrek never get worse; they only get better. I've heard completely opposite. I've heard Shrek, Shrek the Third is terrible, and Shrek Forever I've After is not great Shrek either. Forever After. People hate Shrek the Third. You like Shrek the Third more than Shrek and Shrek Two. I. I think I was indifferent about the Shrek, Shrek the Third, if I'm being completely honest. No, 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 no. You just said it gets better. I it was proving a point. It's fine. That was the a hot, hot take. take is that Shrek 2 is bomb and everybody should watch it. And it has a really good song. Mm. I Need a Hero by the Fairy Godmother is better than any rendition I've ever heard. Yeah. What? Hey, Summer, you know what? Uh, Home Alone's mm. a good movie. <laughs> no, it, it, it's good. It's good. Don't let's not. Let's it's not. It's a good movie. I have minimal issues with it. This is something I wish I watched as a kid. I will be watching it more often in the Christmas seasons future if we don't die in twenty twenty one. You know, twenty twelve <laughs> reverse. Uh, it's 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 really adorable. And charming, and I love There's it. There's a lot of charming things about it. I like this movie. I would never go out. I don't. I would never go out of my way to watch it by myself. 
not like this anyway. Oh, really? Not like on my phone on Disney Plus. <laughs> but oh yeah, I've been watching stuff on TVs and stuff. It's a completely different experience. Hopefully they they throw Wi Fi out out there for you one day. Give you a it co- it would cost five thousand dollars for us to get like actual Wi Fi out here, and we're just not down for that right now. You'll be gone, I assume. Are you going to be staying home? First year college. Um, there's only one college that I'm slightly interested in that would let me stay at home, but everything else is like two an hour, two hours away. Mm, so you, you might this this problem might be solved in our our second year. Granted, we're still doing it, but... and I'll still have access to all of these platforms. So. To have Wi-Fi would be something that I, like, I don't even remember what it's like anymore. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice. We didn't have it for our first couple of years at this house, but then mm-hmm. we got it eventually. So it's, it's good. Uh, let's rate this thing. And then I want to talk about some sequels and other stuff because there's a lot. You'd think there wouldn't be a lot, but there's a I lot. I think there so. would be a lot. Uh, so rate this thing. I'm going to start us off. I didn't want to go the full five because, like, I was a little nervous about it. So I'm going to go for four and a half okay. for now. I'd go 4.7. It's a great movie, great child mm-hmm. acting. It's cute. It's charming. I would record it and save it for sad Christmas weekends. Nice, nice. Uh, there's a lot here for sequels. I And... Norm- normally, I wouldn't dedicate this much time to it, but there's it's extremely interesting okay. how this goes. Right? I'm not ready for go- this one. But go ahead. <laughs> there's a two year turnaround. This first movie came out in 1990, right? It's a two year turnaround for Home Alone 2: Lost in New York. Came out in 1992. Chris Columbus returns. Culkin returns. John Hughes writes again. The whole cast is here, right? Kevin now he like apparently doesn't get to Florida where the family goes. He gets stuck in New York. Uh, and then he has to stop the wet bandits again from robbing a toy store. And I know Donald Trump is in there he's somewhere. He's just walking the streets, I think. No, he's in Trump Hotel. They wanted to use Trump Hotel, but he was like, you can't use Trump Hotel unless I'm in the movie. You know, his whole <laughs> ego thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's odd. Anyways. Then, that was, a, that was a theatrical release, right? Then we get Home Alone 3, 1997. Uh, Roger Gosnell directs. He did the live-action Scooby-Doo things, which are a whole trip if you haven't seen those. Ugh, I can't. And not, I saw one scene where um, Daphne and Fred switched bodies, and the first thing he did was, like, grope her. And I was like, I was not going to watch the rest of them after that. Yeah. This one, new kid, Alex Pruitt. He, not related to um, you know, the crew we know. He is home alone with chicken pox and he has to fight off spies because he accidentally has possession of a microchip microchip which is in a toy car. <laughs> I'm I'm this is completely the synopsis. I'm getting spy kids vibes. And not really notable in star power, but there is a young Scarlett Johansson in here as the main <gasps> kid's sister. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it. <laughs> I've heard everything after Home Alone 2 is awful. Anyways, Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House, 2002. I haven't even... This is a direct video sequel. I haven't even heard of that one. Kevin, this is interesting. So this is 
Kevin comes back. Kevin Kevin's parents split up. Uh, he spends Christmas at his dad's rich girlfriend's mansion. And Marv, who is the other robber, not Joe Pesci, he's back. And he teams up with this female robber to rob the mansion. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing here, new director, Rod Daniel, so Columbus is long gone at that point, and some random kids playing Kevin, and some guy named French Stewart is playing Marv. Okay. So we have these... They have all been recast, but it's still Kevin. And they didn't bring back the interesting robber in Joe Pesci's character. They bring back the other robber. That's an interesting choice to me. And then it's also weird how Kevin's parents split up. I wonder how far ahead I'm getting into. I bet it was because of Uncle Frank. Dude, they didn't seem like they were that contentious yeah, that was purely like plot device that was never planned because they were completely fine like sweet to each other in the first and second movies finally finally home alone the holiday heist 2012 this was on abc families network or something they did like a 25 days of christmas Uh and this was at the end it's like their christmas gift Generally considered to be the most hated of the franchise. <laughs> I wonder why. It was from um, 2012. New kid named Finn. Finn thinks his new house, he moved from like California to Maine. He thinks his new house is haunted. He sets up ghost traps, but he actually catches robbers trying to okay. rob his house. Yeah. So that that's kind of the Home Alone story. We have three movies dedicated to Kevin and then two random films. Most are generally, like, people love Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. It might be a nostalgia thing. I don't know. Um, But the other three are really hated. From what I've seen seen of it, it doesn't seem that bad. But I've honestly watched um, John Mulaney's skit about Home Alone 2, Lost in New York more than I have ever seen Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I love how you had to say the whole the full it was title for twice. Emphasis. Like, emphasis. Yeah, I feel like it's gotta be nostalgia, right? I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, definitely part of it. That's the whole point of like doing sequels like that though, isn't it? It's because you're you are because the first one is not nostalgia, it's just genuinely yeah. great. The the second one it has to be, right? But then again, you do have Chris Columbus back. And John Hughes writing again, so it could just. Really I don't be good. think it's that bad, but um, there is like a sort of allure to it when you're like a kid and you're home alone, and then you order whatever kind of pizza you want. They bring back the cheese pizza thing, and you're just wandering around New York mm-hmm. or just the city. Like I, when I was a kid, I didn't even watch that movie. And I would have, I know I would have loved that movie because I thought about that all the time. Exactly. Extremely interesting. And then the only one I would maybe check out is Home Alone 3 just because a young Scarlett Johansson uh-huh. seems interesting. And her probably wanting to like get rid of that on her IMDb page. <laughs> but uh, the other two, uh, no, just no. No. And then you think that's it, right? Oh my you think God. That's it. They're. Is because this this was a Fox property, you know who bought Fox? Disney. Disney immediately was like, "Hey, Home Alone's a family property. Let's reboot it." So they're doing an untitled Disney Plus film 
where a married couple tries to steal back a valuable heirloom from a troublesome kid. And guess who's playing the kid? You're really excited about this one. Archie Yates. Archie Yates played Yorkie and Jojo Rabbit. <gasps> he did? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's going to be the kid. I'm that's, so excited for this. Just that's the based only on that reason alone. I'm going to watch that movie at all. Uh, and then Ellie Kemper, who was Aaron on The Office. You haven't seen it. She was like one of the people in The Office later on. And then Rob Delaney, who was in Deadpool 2. That's all I mm-hmm. remember him from. Okay. There's some other people in there, like Keenan Thompson is in it because he's in everything and he just doesn't care. But we love him. Yeah, for that's it. he's the only yeah. one of the only people that can pull off being in garbage movies because everybody loves him. Right, like he's in he's in trash, but like he's just he's still good in it. It's just I feel like trash. the most recent example, although I genuinely like this movie, is Trolls Two. Okay, e- yes, Trolls Two is good though. People hate no, it too much. No, it's good. Like, I love Born to Die. Uh, anyways, another interesting thing. Isn't it weird how Key and Peele's, like, careers went post-Key and Peele? Mm-hmm. How Jordan Peele goes to this, like, cult status as, like, an amazing horror director. You know, doing all these high-class projects. And then Keen- Keaton Thompson's just doing, like, stuff. <laughs> But he, he's not bad. He's just doing it's whatever. It's sad, but true. Yeah. Really interesting. Uh, that's not all. You think it, You think that'd be it? Uh, Kevin Macaulay Culkin, after Home Alone 2, reprised his role in Home Alone again uh, with the Google Assistant. It's a commercial or something from 2018. <laughs> canon, probably. Of course it's canon. Why wouldn't it be? I think they did that with Ferris Bueller, too, where Ferris Bueller came back in a commercial. And then they did it recently with Groundhog Day, but obviously we're not fans of that one around here. <laughs> uh, do you think that's think it? that's it. No, it's not it. There were three video games. What? Home, what? Alone. Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 2006. It's just called Home Alone, but I had to differentiate the two. Basically, the first one... You have to, like, throw stuff into, like, a chute to get to the basement. All the valuables for the robbers do it. But then at the end, you fight, like, ghosts and other supernatural stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't remember really what the second one's about. I think it just it just follows New York, this, the plot of Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Home Alone 2006, you get to pick as, like, a variety of characters, and you have to stop bandits again. So the second two aren't interesting, but the first one, the fact that it goes supernatural... Which is also ghost related, ties into Home Alone Five. But uh, the fact that they went supernatural on the first one says a lot. It was the nineties, man. Video games are weird. Mm. Tiny video games are so hit or miss. My little brother bought a Fast and Furious tie-in game for sixty bucks. I'm like, dude, don't do that. He's like, but Fast and Furious. I'm like, dude, no. And then it was just for garbage. Sixty dollars. Yep. His full price. whole piggy bank. Man, whole piggy bank. I don't know. He had money from somewhere. Mm-hmm. He doesn't buy a lot of games, but uh, he just don't be really careful with those tying tying uh movie games. That's what I'm saying. Even even today, they're very yeah. Sketchy. Why would you buy a tie-in movie game when you can just watch other people do it and get the exact same experience? 
That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a lesson Especially you learned, with those. Like, you can make that, that argument for any other genre of game besides that one. It is not worth buying them. Dude, wouldn't it be fun if we just did, like, Home Alone 5 and skip 2, 3, and 4 <laughs> or something like that? Uh, I could see us doing Home Alone 2, though. Only, yeah, I, <laughs> I like both ideas equally because Home Alone 5 sounds like it's going to be hot garbage. But Home Alone right. 2 did a really clever tie-in with the pizza thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, Disney Plus film, just because of Archie Yates and that uh, Yorkie in that lead role. I'm so excited. I love him. He was so great He's in that gonna movie. He's going to make that movie, though. Like, he, that's going to be like the only reason why it's good in any capacity. Both kid actors in that were good, too. He's being on Chopped Performances. Uh-huh. God, those are really good. That was a good movie. Yeah, George Hart. Good for Will for recommending. That was a good Yeah, movie. I want to rewatch it. Like, I've been meaning to for a while. That's about it for the show. I mean, uh, I forgot in the beginning of the episode. No one's listening at this point. Um, no, they, they, they are. They love our show. We had, we had a good talk this time. But uh, I wanted people to leave iTunes reviews. I didn't check this time. So there could be some. There could not be. If there is some, then then we'll have one for next time then. Yeah, I have to remind. I have to remember. You know, I'm really, really bad with the iTunes reviews. The other thing I wanted to do, I wanted to start posting on Instagram again. You know, mm-hmm. get people hyped up for it again. It's it. You know, busy schedules. I I I have time to do it, but I don't. It maybe we can switch off, and you just send me like the password, and I'll post up, and then you post up whenever. But what what else would yeah. I was gonna say? I can try to remember the iTunes review things too, because now that we're talking yeah. about it, it'll be easier to remember. And we have a recorded version. I need to start, I need to start telling people at the beginning of the show. You know? Yeah, because I'm not gonna read iTunes. Oh, you know? Did you see the Spotify stuff? I sent you that, right? Oh yeah, nine countries. I don't want to brag about that too much on the show because it's weird. We didn't need. There's not much to brag about, guys. Come on. We're we're a startup, but uh, <laughs> it was cool that there were nine countries, you know. Yeah. Is there any way to um figure out which ones they were or no? Mm, I think I could if I look into the anchor stuff. But if you want me to get back to you, I can get, I can get back to you on that. I'm just curious if you ever have time to. That's mostly a thing from me sharing to my Instagram. The 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 DC one, not the, the main one. Yeah. I think there's fans there from all over. Assuming that's where they got it from, probably. Still, it's it's a good it's a good time. We're having good season two, pretty strong. Yeah, today this was the first good episode, or ever. No, no, no. ever. That's not the order of the words that I wanted to say. <laughs> this was yeah. a good first, <laughs> first episode, episode for season two. Oh, instead of first good episode, good first episode for. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were just trashing us, like, like, like I, I know, but you don't gotta, you don't gotta do that, you know. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, last thing, last thing. Uh, we don't want to keep it too long, but what are we doing next week? Right? Isn't it Birdemic? Uh, yeah, Birdemic with a special guest. Maybe, Maybe. you know, we never want to. We don't want to like confirm that because then they could. You know, back out. That's true. I thought of that awkward. as soon as I said it. I was like, oh. Right. I was going to do the whole name drop and everything, but nah. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think we should name drop the guest though if we're gonna have him on next week, you know? Nah. Keep him mysterious. Always keep the guest a secret, I think. But yeah. For Demic next week, that's gonna be bad. I'm not ready for it. I've never I heard of bad. it. I'm excited. I just did cat the terrible animal film. I'm not ready to do another. Did you see the screenshot of the other Thanksgiving movie that I found that we could have done? Mm-hmm. Is that what you sent me? Yeah. I, it was really out of context. And I didn't understand what you didn't, you didn't say what it was about. Yeah, we, so it just said like it's killing or something. It said thanks killing. I was going to text you that without context anyway. But then okay. you started texting me. We started texting back and forth. And I think it was semi-serious. And I was like, wait, before I forget, let me throw this out there. Yeah, that's why it was so random. I was like, what? Dude. <laughs> that so it was the original intent. Yeah, I know. It did not land at all. I was going to forget if I didn't send that. It wasn't like a strategic thing. But um, Joseph was like, you're watching Freebirds? There's so many other Thanksgiving movies. And I was like, give me one. And he couldn't. So now I found one. <laughs> we can mayhaps use for next Thanksgiving, if there are no other ones to do, yeah, Birdemic, and then I want to do Die Hard, yeah, later. I think we have two weeks right before after because I know Christmas we have to decide if we want to do Wonder Woman 2 or Soul. It's um, we could do a double review, but I feel like that's a lot and they're different films, yeah, they're completely different. I do want to do Soul eventually. Which one should we do first? I think Soul, right. Um, what do you want to do, Soul, or do you want to do Wonder Woman because of the um, DC thing? Well, I'm gonna be watching both anyways, is a thing. Yeah, I think we should do Wonder think, Woman, honestly. Maybe we should watch both and then see which one has more talkability. That is that the right word? Um, no, which one's more interesting to talk about? Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> Wonder Woman does have that built in fan base, you know, and plus we did the first step, we did the first one. Mm-hmm. But Soul, also, people were, like, saying it's one of the best of the year. I'm super excited about that one. Yeah. Anyways, Birdemic. Yeah. So that's about it. Uh, thanks for listening. Summer, thanks for being on. Oh, thank this you. was a chaotic week, but a good week. Super chaotic. Thank you for dealing with all of my chaos and in no. continuing to have me on. It's all good. We're having fun. Uh, maybe special <laughs> guests next week. That's about it for maybe. us. Uh, Keep, we need, before I forget, we need something cool to say at the end. Oh. Not right now, because I feel like it wouldn't work right now. <laughs> stupid, but you know what I'm saying? This is a whole different conversation that's going to last another hour if we keep, if we talk about that right now. No, no, no. Real quick. Real quick. I, it's, it's, I swear it's going to be real quick. Okay. Right? Wouldn't it? Then, like, I could, because, like, what I'm doing right now, how I'm recording it, you know how I have two different things. Um. If I use a finishing line, then I know where to cut it off. Oh, yeah. What I'm going to have to do is leave on this thing and then go end it on the other one. That's good. The so. only thing about this is that I'm about to pee my pants. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Thanks for listening.